Hi everyone, this is Samantha with Redefining Caregiving. Sorry I've been gone uh, for a little while here. I've been doing a podcast because I was traveling to Wyoming with my daughter. We bought a house there. So we drove all the way from Oregon up to Wyoming. And boy, was that a trip. Whew. That was fun, but also very intimidating because the speed changes and you're on the highway. It's like 80 miles per hour and 70 miles per hour. And I'm used to being here in Oregon where it's like 65. At the most, we do 70 maybe. So we drove up there in my, my big truck and I got a Dodge Ram truck. And I love my truck. And boy, did it get me there and back two times now. And now I'm back at my, my daughter's house here in Oregon. And getting ready to go back in another couple weeks or a few weeks. And so I'm busy. I just haven't had time to do a podcast. Really busy. Um, the house we bought is a stick-built home, and it's about 100 years old. So uh, we were we bought it sight unseen. Basically, we did see it actually on the Zoom chat, but we did not get to go into it and inspect it ourselves. And the inspectors in Wyoming, they are not required to have a license at all. So they, basically, you're just hiring some guy you don't even know to just go in there and make sure that it's not got mold and all kinds of stuff. Well, we lucky we got a, a pretty good, uh, we got an excellent realtor. I mean, he was top notch all the way. He had this uh, house closed within 23 days. I mean, uh, well, anyway, it's 33 days, but that doesn't happen very often, especially long distance. So, boy, was it nerve wracking, but I felt like God had just guided us right to that house. It's a perfect home. It's got, oh, it's like 2,300 square feet, it's got two barns. It's just beautiful, and it's going to be perfect for my daughter who wants to board horses and give horseback riding lessons. And then the basement we're going to make into a B&B. So if any of you want to come stay at my B&B, let me know. You just send me an email up there in Wyoming. It's beautiful. It's like you feel like you could touch the sky when you're there, and they get they get pretty cold in the wintertime. It gets pretty cold. We heard that sometimes it can get down to negative 20 degrees and it snowed in August last year but you know when the sun is out the sun is amazing the sunsets are so beautiful uh what I loved about it was the elevation is so high that I felt so much less pain in my body for some reason the circulation in my body was better my digestion was better I came back to uh Oregon here and immediate pain when I got to the lower elevation, and then my stomach and digestive issues are just out the window again. So I'm happy to be moving back to up to Wyoming. I'm so happy. I want to share that with you guys, let you know why, if you're listening in, why I haven't been here. I may not be here as much as I'd like to, but I still want to check in with you. And today I wanted to share something aside from what I just went through on my nice little journey and buying a new house with my youngest daughter. Um... I was talking to some people, of course, I'm always talking to people in, in a cafe or in a store. I'm pretty social, like I said. And uh, <laughs> I was talking with this couple that sat right next to us in this quaint little Montana cafe where we were eating sausage, gravy, and biscuits, and oh my God, the food you just you just go up there for. <laughs> and they were sitting there. They came in just for a, a bowl of some sort of like stew that every Tuesday they make. So this, this couple came in. They weren't really a couple. It looked like they were friends. One, one of them, she ended up telling us how she's, she, she works with horses on a national level and just coming back from a show. And my daughter loves horses. So we're like, oh, this is great. Let's connect. She said, I know people in Wyoming that can help you out and get connected with the horse people. So it was a perfect timing sitting right there. And then the man was sitting at the table and I told him what I do for a living. And he said, 
my my wife just died of Alzheimer's and you know this happens everywhere I go you know everyone has got somebody that they're taking care of that's why I say caregiving affects everyone and it does if it doesn't affect you hasn't yet it will because we're all connected somehow if you have family even if you don't you've got friends uh, who will need care and in the end it will be you needing care no matter what you think or say you're going to need care someday and it's not a negative thing if you look at it in a way that it's part it's the natural part of of aging and growing and living so what i wanted to share with you was what i thought after i left that conversation with him we all had a story about somebody my mom he had his wife and, you know, the gal sitting with him had a story about someone she knew. And even now she said, oh, that's happening with us right now, what we were talking about. And then I looked at my daughter and I thought, <laughs> you know, someday she's going to be in that position. And hopefully she's listened to these podcasts and learned how to take care of me. <laughs> I always tell her that. I was like, you guys know how to do it, so you can do it right. But it's because... I don't want them to take care of me, just like you don't want someone to take care of you. Most of us don't, but we do have to accept it. So how do we do that? Well, the way I'm doing it is just more and more sharing what I want as I get older with my kids and telling them how important it is for me to have certain things in my life and who I want to do what. And I suggest you write it down for them. My kids hear it all the time because I'm always doing the podcast and things. I think they know what I want, but... Say, you know, something happens to them, God forbid, and you don't have anyone else. You should write it down. Write down what you want. Who do you want to have near you? Where do you want to live? What kind of um, food you like to eat? What are important things that you have in your your regimen today that you want to still have and maybe you can't provide for yourself? So you should make that known. Don't put it off because so many people I talk with, they say, we have no idea what she wants and she can't tell us. We know what she did before, but we don't know right now what she needs. And I always try to remind them that if you know what she wanted before, she'd probably still be wanting it today. I mean, that's a good place to start. You'll find out if she doesn't and things have changed because their personalities change, especially when they get dementia. Like this man said, my wife was always so sweet and so kind and loved the kids, but now she, with her uh, dementia, she just got very mean, you know, and angry. And I said, that's very common. It's hard for families because they take it personal. But what I want you to do today is just think about that, sharing with people that you know uh, in your family or writing it down and saying, this is what I want, you know. This is what I hope to have when I get to be older and I can't take care of myself or I just need some help. Talk about things like how you want to be spoken with, things that trigger you, that you know now will trigger you later. So if they talk down to you, if that bothers you now, you know, if they joke about things, tell them it really does bother you right now. And even if you laugh about it and try to make it light, when you get older and you're not feeling well, those things will bother you more. You'll be more sensitive to it. So be sure and just be clear on those things. Um... For me, I always tell my kids, if I'm in severe pain, I don't want to be kept alive for a long time if I'm in severe pain. Let me be comfortable, you know? So I say, I still want to have a glass of wine if I, at night. If, I'm, if you say to me, I'm old, I'm old and I can't have wine because it makes me sleepy. No, what is that? You know, I see families doing that before when I worked at this other place. And they, they'd say, oh, no, mom can't have her wine. Her, she's been having a glass of wine every night for years, her whole life, maybe. And they're saying, nope, no wine. And it was like, 
are you kidding me? She's 85 years old. What is it going to hurt for her to have a glass of wine, right? Now, I'm not saying you should give your mom or dad wine if they're not used to it, but this is a ritual for them. You're not going to change them. You shouldn't even try to change them at this point, but if it has to do with their medication, for sure, if the doctor says no wine, don't give them wine. Maybe give them something to replace the wine, like some grape juice or tell them it is wine and do a little... Uh, what are those little lies I was talking about? <laughs> a fabricated lie for to make it so that it's kind of therapeutic. So they still get to think they're drinking their wine, but they're not. Maybe it could be cherry juice. That cherry juice is really good. Just water down a little bit. And there you go. So there's always a way to get around it. But I want you to remember that caregiving leads to burnout and stress and becomes a burden. You know, you can feel like you have no life. You could, um, you feel like you're making a huge sacrifice and, and there's always chores to do and you feel sometimes even like you're cursed. I mean, like, why am I the one, right? Uh, what I want you to do is right now, remember that it's a natural flow of life and you don't have to feel those certain ways. You can turn it around in your head and choose to think this instead. You're taking care of mom and dad. They took care of you. You get to take care of them now. That's just a natural flow. It's an honorable duty, okay? Everyone knows that being a caregiver to someone is an honorable thing, and you can hold on to that. It's great. It gives you great purpose to save another person, to help another person. It's very fulfilling, especially if you do it in love and they love reciprocate back to you. It feels natural. Doesn't it feel natural just to take care of the people you love? It also provides one very important thing that a lot of families overlook, and that is that it provides healing and closure because you get to say goodbye. You get to be the last person in their life to discuss things in a way that maybe you wouldn't have ever discussed them before. So that's my that's my stuff for you today. I just want to share all that and share the fact that I'm moving to Wyoming, and I hope to get back to you soon again with another podcast. I'm not going to try to make them five minutes long anymore. There's no way I could do it. They're just too short. Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. Remember to include yourself in the care that you give every single day by remembering that you're going to need care someday. You're always going to need care eventually. And by expressing your needs and wants now, you'll get your family used to it for when you do need care. Okay, don't forget to check out my website at www.samdam.com. Bye-bye for now.